I'm going to be hanging out here with you for the next two hours. I'm being joined by our producer, Jack Stern, holding it down. Thank you to everybody tuned in, locked in all over North America. Hundreds upon hundreds of CBS Sports Radio affiliates. Everybody listening on the free Odyssey app. People tuned in on Sirius XM channel 158. And everybody listening on a smart speaker. You want to holler at me? It's simple. 855-212-4CBS. You can find me on social media. I am at JR Sport Brief everywhere. That is on Twitter. That is on Instagram. That is on Facebook. You can check it all out. We've had a busy evening so far. We've talked about Baker Mayfield being claimed by the Los Angeles Rams. He might play as soon as as Thursday night against the Raiders. We know Matthew Stafford pretty much out for the year with that neck injury. That was a concussion. That is a a bruise on his, his spine. His legs were numb. It's just a terrible situation. So all the best to Matthew Stafford. Uh, Baker Mayfield is probably going to get those reps just so the Rams can quote-unquote kick the tires. Jimmy Garoppolo. It appears that this man is not going to need to have surgery on his foot. There's a possibility that if the 49ers can get deep enough into the playoffs, that Jimmy Garoppolo will and could return. The 49ers, they just have to get there. No guarantee that they can go far without a reputable quarterback right in front of them. Odell Beckham Jr., Jerry Jones has made it clear that, hey, we looked at his medicals and – yeah, I don't know if we so hot on Son in him right now. He might not be fully ready with that ACL until next season. Looks like Jerry Jones trying to give himself an out just in case Odell doesn't sign with the Dallas Cowboys. We have talked about Deion Sanders. I'm going to get back to your calls on that. And then we're going to get into Aaron Judge and Trey Young and the Tennessee Titans. There's a lot going on, but people are so so hot right now on on Dion, and whether or not it was it was a cool move, whether or not it was a justified move, whether or not it was a decent move for Dion Sanders to up and leave Jackson State, a historically black college and university, a program that he helped turn around starting in 2020, and just say, "Hey, I'm out. I'm going to Colorado. I'm going to coach the Buffaloes." And yeah, I I said and I came through and did what I said and. At Jackson State, did he? Did he do everything? Did he just show up and do what was in his best interest and everything else was just a result? Is he leaving behind anything that has, you know, maybe like legs, like roots? Did he leave something behind that can grow or did he just show up for himself and leave? Deion Sanders, he had no problem heading up to, to Buffalo and already telling some of the students that are there, the ones that won one game and, and lost 11, he was basically telling them, you're going to get the boot because I'm bringing in my own players. Listen to this the minute that Dion stepped into the locker room. We got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louie. Okay. It ain't going to be no more of the mess that these wonderful fans, the student body, and some of your parents have put up with for probably two decades now. I'm coming. 
And when I get him, it's going to be changed. So I want y'all to get ready to go ahead and jump in that portal and do whatever you're going to get. Because the more you jump in, the more room you make. Damn it. Go ahead. Jump in a transfer portal. Or I'm bringing my own luggage. It's Louis. Okay. Well, who cares? You got Louis Vuitton. It's the highest quality. What's wrong with Samsonite? Get some luggage that just gets the damn job done. But I get his point. He's already making moves. The initial move that he made was to was to come to Jackson State and turn it around, and that he did. He said God led him to Jackson State. I'm sure he's going to say, if he hasn't already, God led him to go to Colorado, and that's well within his right. I'm not mad at the man for leaving, but I, I am concerned. I'm real interested to see what it looks like or how things turn out on the way out. He did a whole lot of talking about elevating to leave, but we all knew this was a possibility. Maybe so much of a, a probability. And when you're making $300,000 a year, I don't care who you're working for. When somebody offers you six mil, you take it. 855-212-4CBS. Brian is calling from Indiana. JR, my man, what's up? Hey, so this Dion, I just want to first let me say this. So I'm an officer, right? And I be listening to you through the night, man. You help me get through the night, man. You help me get through the hours, so. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Why am I here in these streets? I appreciate sure. it. You give me well, thank you for protecting everybody's ass at the same time. Go ahead. Yes, sir. But uh, so, um, you know, when you got something um, that's good to you, you know, you like it, right? And then when it's gone from you, you know, kind of like that car that the repo man going to take from them six folk tonight. Why did, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you bringing Well, let me, let me help people out here, Brian, before you keep going. There was a gentleman who called last hour. He was a repo man, and he took, he took great pleasure in letting all of America know that it was his goal to get six cars. So here's, here's also a tip. If you know some, the bank is trying to come get your car, uh, put it away somewhere tonight because there's a guy out here trying to get your, your, your whip, okay? But go ahead, Brian. Somebody trying to get it. <laughs> yes, go ahead. But, you know, but, and when, you, when, you, when you got success, people are going to come after you, you know, and I – I don't agree with the statements people are making about, you know, um, he, he came he came to us, the HBCU, and then he's just going to up and leave us. And blah, blah. Uh, everybody, if a career advancement opportunity came to any of us, we're going to take it. Like you said, Jr. 300,000, then Colorado knocking on your door, talking about, you know, six mil. Okay, God opened up the door. Deion said it was a calling. He's saying God opened up his door, and he kicked it off the hinges. You know, so uh, nobody can, can argue with what he's saying God sent him. You know, I passed a church in Louisville, Kentucky, and guess what? Somebody going to tell me God didn't send me, and I'm out here telling all these people they need to repent, get baptized in Jesus' name, and get the Holy Ghost. Like, and you going to tell me I ain't supposed to be doing that? Like, I'm going to tell you kick rocks going down the street, you know. So uh, I, I agree. I'm not upset with Dion. I don't feel like he, he never promised Jackson State he was going to be there for so many years, and you know, he was going to see this through. He said it from the beginning. He said, if a, if a Power 5 school came to me, I would be foolish not to entertain it. So let that man take his career advance and y'all going about your business. He ain't did no HBCU wrong. He ain't did black folk wrong. He ain't left being African-American. He just left the school to be a different coach somewhere else. 
Okay. Well, thank you, Brian, for calling from Indiana. Appreciate you, man. Be safe out there. Yes, sir. You too, my brother. No doubt about it. Thank you, bro. Well, I'm not out here patrolling. I'm sitting in the studio. Ain't nobody bothering me here. I sit here minding my business. You be safe out there. You the police officer, man. I, I hope you good, man. 855-212-4CBS. Shout-outs to everybody doing the same all over North America. Reggie. He's calling from Richmond, Virginia. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Reggie? Hey, peace and blessing, Jr. I'm calling from the home of a man you might have heard of, Will Lanier, Hall of Famer linebacker, Kansas City Chief, Morgan State, HBCU stand up. The Bears, yes, go ahead. Them Bears, uh, yeah, them Bears, uh, they, they need to whoop some more ass, but go ahead. Well, and Gil Brandt, formerly the Hall of Famer of the Dallas Cowboys scouting system, said if you want a good quality young man, go to that school down Lombardi Street, being Virginia Union. And, of course, I'm home of Richmond, Virginia, Hampton, Norfolk State, Virginia State. Hey, you name it, we representing. But like Roland Martin said, I got to keep it 100. A lot of okay. these people fat mouthing and running their mouth don't give a you-know-what as far as giving back funds to these HBCUs. It was not that long ago that Grambling shut down the football program because it was being mistreated. And it's really sad. I know everybody saying, why are you putting out HBCU business? Because these same people that are crying about Deion Sanders didn't say anything when a lot of these football players have been mistreated. And I mean, sports, it's amazing to me how Penn State and these other schools can raise big money from playing in bowl games and build new facilities, such as libraries, such as sports. And, and look at these stadiums. Over 100,000 in Tennessee, over 100,000 at Michigan and um, Penn State. And a lot of that money and the revenue used by basketball as well as football, is going to back to enrollment. Virginia Tech, when Michael Vick played, their enrollment went up 13% because of sports. So like I said, I'm really getting sick and tired of people running their mouth and don't give one quarter to any HBCUs. That's a little dirty little secret. If you gave money to these schools, you wouldn't be crying about Deion Sanders running uh, around leaving. You already well, have money back. There, there are there are plenty of 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 massive donors, and I'm talking about people who have you know, well, high net worth individuals who who have taken time to contribute money to to HBCUs. I don't think it's, and this is a very simple fact here. HBCUs they exist because black people weren't given the same opportunity to be educated, and so I don't yeah, think. I don't think we can just automatically wake up and erase the history of their entire purpose from, quote unquote, coming from behind. And so I think it's easy to say, well, if people gave money to HBCUs, they're behind the eight ball from their own creation. But I had to kind of challenge you there. A lot of people who have graduated from HBCUs um, don't even give back to the schools. And a lot of them have their children that will go out to the other schools when you send them back to the HBCU. Again, that's their little secret nobody wants to talk about. Nah, well, that, I don't think that's dollars. well, I don't think that's that's so much as as challenging me, but looking at a, a small portion. If you want to talk about w- one of the organizations, one of the schools that you mentioned as a as a Penn State, when you think about the the alumni who come from such a school and you line it up towards an HBCU. The, the, the numbers don't match up. Even if you were to look at the, the graduates and the alums and every person put in a dollar, you, you, you still wouldn't have a match. So I don't think that's as much as, quote, unquote, challenging me. We can look at what is not done. 
Look, I can look at the money that I don't give to my school. I went to Baruch College in New York City. Most people have probably never heard of it because it's a business school. Okay, I get I get messages all the time. Hey, give us money. Hey, give us. I don't give them a damn dime. And I know there are plenty of people. And thank you, Reggie, for calling from Richmond. There are plenty of people all over America who went to a high school who says, give us money. Maybe you give them money. Maybe you don't. There are plenty of people who went to a college. College asked for money. Maybe you give it. Maybe you don't. But when you don't even have a, a, a large donor base to begin with, and then you have an even smaller donor base who might have the same type of funds that someone who goes to a Penn State might have, you're already behind the eight ball. 855-212-4CBS. Troy is calling from Pittsburgh. Hey, JR. appreciate you taking the call. Sure. Um, I, I just want to comment on Dion, and then I, I just heard from you, actually, about the Jimmy G news, so I just wanted to ask you a quick question about that. But um, as far as Dion leaving, um, I don't hold anything against him. I think some people are meant to open doors and other people are meant to walk through them. I think for what he did at the beginning, he opened doors and maybe he showed that, you know, other coaches that want to get up to the Power Five conferences and eventually coach in the NFL, which I'm sure Dion wants to, that there's a route to go through by not just trying to go to these smaller schools, but actually going and back and helping in the community first and working your way up that way. And I think he opened doors, and hopefully someone else walks through them. But when he goes to Colorado, I just see him. I'm from, I'm, I live here in Pittsburgh. I see him being very similar to Mike Tomlin. It's just someone who is a great leader of young men, someone who you want to just listen to every word that he says. It doesn't mean that he's a great coach in between the whistles. It doesn't mean that he's going to be one of those schematic guys or one of those guys that, you know, is new and creative offensive coordinator, but there's something about a man that's a leader of men, and when you're in the room and you listen to him talk and the things that he says and his loquacious way of speaking, that is going to elevate that program. And I'm curious, and I'm and, and I'm hoping good things for that program. I don't want to hear anything bad about Dion. Everybody evolves in life. Everybody finds the next opportunity that's going to benefit them which then in turn could benefit a lot of people, their family, friends, people around them. Uh, after him playing in the NFL for so long, you can only imagine that he wanted to get to the NFL at some point. You can only imagine that he'd want to work his way up, and I think Colorado is a great step for that. Um, and for Jimmy G, real quick, if they do make it deep in the playoffs and Brock Purdy is playing well and they get all the way to the NFC Championship game and Jimmy G is feeling better, how the would you personally no. feel about putting them in? The answer is no. I, exactly. I, you know, <laughs> when we talked about that earlier, I said that if, if for whatever reason Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy enough to go ahead and play and or return in the the championship game or the divisional round, I, why? If, if they're playing that damn well to even get there, then obviously something is, is working in their favor. Why put Jimmy G back in there? Now, let him, now if you let see him them put, struggling offensively, but the defense carrying them and Brock Purdy making mistakes, but them getting through games look, purely based on their if, defense, is that a different call then? Uh, help me understand. L- listen to me and then tell me if I answer your question. I'm not, I'm not really clear, clear on what you're saying or asking. Here's some facts. We know San Francisco has a damn good defense. We saw what they did just even against a, a team like the Miami Dolphins who do an excellent job throwing the rock all over the place. They had Tua Tonga-Valoa just, just all type of flummoxed out there. Jimmy Garoppolo has a broken foot. 
His foot is not going to require surgery. If for whatever reason, Purdy continues to at least steady the ship into the playoffs where they can at least have success, depending on how he performs, we'll see Jimmy Garoppolo. If he's not performing up to task and they think they have a better chance with someone with experience, then I believe, yes, if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, they will put him back out there. If Purdy is undeniable and holding on to the job, if you have a situation where you do not want to rock the boat, then he's going to keep it. It's, it's really that simple. We have to see how he performs the rest of the way and or if they bring someone else in. And I don't know how likely that is right now. We just have to wait and see. Answered it perfectly. Thank you. Have a great night, and let's go D on to Colorado. I'm rooting for him. Well, thank you so much, Troy, for calling from Pittsburgh. Yeah, we, we have to see now that, that Dion is, is in Colorado, I expect a turnaround. You can't be 1-11 every damn year now, can you? You can't be that damn bad, can you? And so I think the next step is to see where he goes or how long he stays at Colorado. Does he swing on out to the SEC? Does he stay on out in the Pac-12? I mean, is he always going to be with Colorado? Probably not. I mean, if you think about what he's done up until now, why wouldn't he want to go coach in the NFL? The trajectory is certainly there. I mean, look, we got somebody like Jeff Saturday who just got a job. I tweeted this out a couple of days ago. After watching Jeff Saturday just get his ass whooped by the Dallas Cowboys in the fourth quarter, I mean, Jeff Saturday, he's like, man, I should have stuck around in TV. Well, yeah, man, you took the job to be a glorified babysitter and learn on the job. Now what? You're trying to figure out timeouts on the fly. You don't know how to adjust. You're getting embarrassed in the fourth quarter to the score of 33 points uh, on the fly. What else is going to happen for the Colts along the way? And so, look, Jeff Saturday wakes up and he gets a job. Deion Sanders leaves one school at an HBCU, goes to a Pac-12 school, and he has a job. How long is he there? I have no idea. But we know it's about upward mobility. And so I'm sure that Dion will take the approach of let me do this at Colorado and then take one more step, hopefully leading towards a step in the NFL. Prime time. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Our last caller talked about, you know, Dion Sanders being a, a leader. In Atlanta, Georgia, Trey Young. It's crazy. There are already people starting to question that. I will explain. I'll get to more of your calls. We'll talk Dion and Aaron Judge. No, he didn't sign with the, 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 the Giants yet. He's, he didn't return to the Yankees. Deion Sanders, Judge, just Trey Young. We got a lot to do before we roll out. It's the JR Sport Reef Show, CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You know, we've been talking about Deion Sanders and him leaving and what he wants to do and whether or not he's stuck to his word of what he chose to do. And momentarily, I, I want you to hear from from Trey Young. Yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. He is already, I don't want to say in the crosshairs. Uh, he got his welcome to the NBA moment. He's been around long enough where he's he's legitimately in some not controversy, but 
he's in a different place and space of criticism outside of why are you taking that three-point shot? And I'll explain that momentarily. I do want to share these words with you. You know, I, I made it clear. I got no problem with Deion Sanders leaving uh, Jackson State. You know, for a lot of what he said initially when he took the job, I want to know, did he did he leave anything legitimately behind? Or was his presence at Jackson State enough to you know maintain things I this is just me personally and it's not just because it was a job he didn't quote unquote wake up and tell everybody it was a job he bigged it up more than that this is what he said when he took the job back in uh, September of 2020 we are employed by Jackson State and the dream and the goal is to build Jackson State But the overall big picture of things is to build HBCUs in general. If we get a five or four star kid in another HBCU, I think we won. Not we as in Jackson State, but we won in general because we're now leveling the playing field. It's so vital that we shed light on things like why can't these kids have a bowl game at the conclusion of the season? Why aren't these kids being invited to the NFL Combine? Why aren't these kids having the same opportunities other kids are having when you've had four Hall of Famers derived from Jackson State University? So that means giving it a level level playing field. The same type of locker rooms, the same type of academic resources and software, the same type of tutoring, as well as stadium and fields. Giving that same balance, I guarantee you, will see tremendous upside coming from HBCUs. It's very vital that we get that understanding out publicly. Okay. He didn't say how long he was going to do it. He certainly did it. Does it have legs? You talk about recruits and bringing people to HBCUs and They certainly got that hit. I think there are plenty of people across North America. I think there are people who watch and listen to football who didn't necessarily even know what the hell SWAC was. And so for that, yeah, okay, job well done. The the awareness is there. But for what he said, I mean, getting more more recruits and players into HBCUs, man, you, you taking some of them to Colorado. That's my only, if I, if I want to even call it a gripe, did what he do, does it have legs? Does it have roots? I think it was already an uphill climb. It took an individual like him to help elevate it even higher. But now that he's leaving, who's going to water the plants? I think it's really that simple. 855-212-4CBS. Anthony's calling from Massachusetts. Hey, Anthony. Okay. Anthony not there. Mark is calling from Nova Scotia. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Jer. Um, Ryan told me that the switchboard's lighting up, so I'm going to be very succinct here. All right, two points. Number one. Well, who, who, Ryan? Is that Ryan, your producer? No. No, no. Ah, I messed up. Who the hell is Ryan? Man, I messed up. You did? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, hold on. No, 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 not anyway. I just, we have amazing people who work here. I want to make sure that they they get the recognition that they deserve. I thought his name was Ryan. I apologize. No, so slow down. Well, I'm not, I'm not, 
you don't have to apologize. I just want to show love because they don't okay. always get they don't get attention and credit. So I want to make sure they get it. it's not against you, Mark. Zip my lips. Yeah, thank you. You're referring to to Ryan Hickey, I believe. To, to Ryan. Ryan Hickey produces Zach Gelb's show, and then Ryan oh. Hickey is also a host here on CBS Sports Radio. Was that who no, you were I know referring Hickey, to? But who, who's producing your show? I well, it was well Mark, Mark, can I get there, Mark? Damn. Damn. Yeah, you're damn right. Hold on. I'm going to put Mark on hold because Mark is uh, – Mark wouldn't even let me big everybody up. Slow down, Mark. Mark's on hold. He's not anywhere. If he hangs up, it's his own business. Ryan Hickey produces Zach Gelb's show. He does an amazing job with, with Zach. Zach does an amazing job. And then Ryan Hickey also hosts here on Saturday mornings, okay? That's Ryan Hickey. You'll hear Ryan Hickey. Normally, here with me on CBS Sports Radio, you will hear Dave Shepard. Dave Shepard is not here with us tonight. He was here last night. Dave is awesome. Dave also hosts here on CBS Sports Radio. He's amazing. Helping us out tonight and tomorrow is another amazing producer. His name is Jack Stern. Jack is here. And Jack, go ahead and say hello, man. Hello, audience. Hello, JR. And hello to Mark from Nova Scotia. I should have identified myself. That's my mistake. No, mistake for what? No. Nobody made a mistake. You didn't make a mistake. Mark didn't make a mistake. We just... I want to make sure that everybody gets there. They're just due. That's it. So let's bring Mark back. And now Mark can say whatever he wants to. Mark, you're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up? Much appreciated. There you go. All What's right. on your mind? Hi, Jack. Hi, JR. Sorry about that. Um, you know, the funny thing, I, was, I wanted to be succinct and do this quickly. So two points. Number one, Deion Sanders doesn't owe anybody a damn thing. All right. In terms of loyalty. All right. And number two, as they say, I'm kind of co-opting the real estate model is three words. Recruitment, recruitment, recruitment. And I'm done. That's it. Okay, Thank you, Mark, for calling from Nova Scotia. You heard it. If you live in Jackson, Dion doesn't owe you anything. If you went to an HBCU and you listen to Dion, he don't owe you anything. I don't know Mark up in Nova Scotia. I don't know what he, uh, HBCU he went to, but I, I I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I told you about Trey Young, and you know someone said that, that Deion Sanders, a supreme leader. We had one caller say if, if Deion Sanders walked into his house right now and wanted to take his son to go play football, he'd he'd certainly tell his son, hey, go out there and go do it. I want to tell you about another leader. Trey Young, is he a leader? I want to play you just a media interaction that Trey Young had just on Monday, and it was uh, kind of tense. I want you to hear it. And I want you to, I want you, a matter of fact, I'll explain the whole situation. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We talked about Deion Sanders. We talked about coaches. We talked about leadership. And that's going to lead me to something. And I, I'm not going to say I live for things like this, but I, I look at the scenario. I look at the situation and I go, well, damn, that's tough. 
You know, one of the wildest things being a professional athlete, being a head coach is is accountability and not for the guys in the locker room, uh, not not for your teammates. It's to the media. It's having to sit there and answer tough questions when things don't go right. And more recently, I think Trey Young, who is I don't think anybody looks at him as a villain outside of New York Knicks fans, and I don't even think that's serious. They're just irritated by the guy. But why Why not? He's, he's good. You should be irritated. He's out there busting your ass. Trey Young is, is still young. He's 24 years old. It's kind of crazy. This is already his fifth season in the NBA. He's been an all-star, on his way to being an all-star again. Uh, every single season, he's basically a, a 30 and 10 type guy, not necessarily shooting the ball from deep the way he would want to right now, only at 29, 30% uh, from downtown. You know, he takes a lot of those threes. Got his $200 million extension. And he's a star in the NBA. He's the Atlanta Hawks star. People show up to go see him. He is the guy. They brought on DeJounte Murray. They have hoped and expected to, to have some success. Unfortunately, right now, they're just two games above 500 at 13 and 11. This past Friday, Trey Young had a little bit of a, of a shoulder injury. He had a shoulder issue. And I was actually at the game on Friday night, and I'm just walking around, minding my business, and I overheard that Trey Young is not playing. And to me, I found that to be unusual, not because I know every single thing, but it just so happened to, you know, just be out of the blue. And I didn't think anything of it. Okay, he's out sick. He has a shoulder issue. His, soul, his shoulder is sore. Okay, fine. The world will move absolutely on. And then I was in Washington, D.C. And I saw Shams release a whole entire article about how Trey Young and the head coach of the Atlanta Hawks, Nate McMillan, they had a, a disagreement. Nate McMillan didn't really appreciate uh, or, or take kind to Trey Young, how he wanted to deal with the, the injury, how he wanted to treat it, or whether or not he wanted to participate and practice and shoot around. And he gave him an option as to whether or not he comes off the bench or just stays home completely. Now, Nate McMillan has said that that was a miscommunication. That wasn't fully the fact. But Trey Young didn't show up. He wasn't on the bench on Friday against the Nuggets, a game that the Atlanta Hawks won. And so when he showed back up Monday to practice, there were tons of media there. And I mean tons of media, media that typically wouldn't even be at the game to, to, to even cover the Hawks. But there was a reporter from WSB here in Atlanta, Georgia, he wanted to, I want to say, get answers from Trey Young. In the exchange, it was, it was kind of tense. I want you to take a listen to this from Monday. Trey Young and the reporter, take a listen. We're all grown men here, and there's sometimes we don't always agree. And um, I mean, it's unfortunate that private, private situations and private conversations get out to the public, but I guess that's what uh, the world we live in now. But, uh, I mean, I'm just, I just focus on basketball and focus on helping my team win, and that's what I got to get to refocus it on. But what's public was that you not at the game. So why weren't you there? Man, it's not you. Uh, 
So you was at me, bro. I was uh, curious. I mean, you're leader of this team. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard for people who don't know the full situation to, to understand it. So, I mean, it's, like I said, it's a private matter again. and It made public, which was unfortunate. Um, and if it was stayed private, it probably wouldn't have been as big of a deal. But uh, like I said, it's unfortunate. But my, my job and my goal is to, to win a championship, and that's all I focus on. But you can see the perception, though, Trey. You are a leader of this team, and when you're not there to yeah, support your you, guys. When you're, when you're an outside guy like you are, and you don't understand in a private matter, in a private situation, uh, you should probably stay on the outside. And like I said, it's unfortunate that everybody has to understand and, and know a little bit of the details that went on inside. But, um, I mean, inside here, we're all good. And, uh, I mean, if you got any more questions about that, then you can you can talk to somebody else about it. That's all I got to say about it. Again, I respect what you're saying about the, the, the private of, of, of the locker room, the private of, of the practice core. We're not here. I guess it's just a public thing of you not going to support your teammates when you're healthy about not going on the bench. So where's the disconnect there? If I was healthy, I would have been playing. But, I mean, John was in a boot, and he was still at the game. Yeah, but you don't know the full story. Again. You wanna... Again. No, I don't want to. So that's just, there's more to it if you're being healthy and just, I mean. A private matter needs to stay private. Damn. That was Zach Klein from WSB trying to get the the dirt from, from Trey Young. I, wow. Now, I make my way to as many Hawks games that, that I can, given that I travel, I'm doing a show here on the radio. Uh, I'm down there Quite frequently, I've been down there plenty of times over the past, uh, I don't know, since Trey Young got pretty much drafted. I don't remember too many times of just seeing Zach Klein there, seeing a microphone in Trey Young's face. Like, I don't, I've never seen that before. But he was there and he wanted answers. And there's some legitimacy there. If I'm an Atlanta Hawks fan and I'm paying my hard-earned money on a Friday night to go see Trey Young and he's not there because he didn't want to come off the bench or he didn't want to play or he just didn't want to show up, that sucks. Like, yeah, DeJounte Murray's nice, all the dunks and blocks and steer, that's nice, but I'm paying my money to see Trey Young. But here's the deal. We don't know the full story. We don't know if he could have played, if he was legitimately hurt. They're not sharing. They're not telling. And so Trey Young, it's already been reported, you know, he didn't have the best relationships with, you know, uh, the former head coach Lloyd Pierce. And are we getting the same thing with Nate McMillan? Everybody's trying to bring the temperature down on this. Trey Young, obviously not happy that this was this was shared in, in public and that I guess somebody was out here, you know, ratting or snitching on the situation, making this issue public. I can understand it from Trey Young's perspective. But I think I understand it more so from the fans' perspective. Okay, fine. This is a private matter. Just tell us you were hurt. I think that's it. If you could not play, then just say it. I think it makes things a whole hell of a lot easier than just saying it's a what took place was a private matter. And yeah, he 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 said he wasn't available to go out there and play, which is which is fine. And it's a, it's a tough thing to take. Is the viewpoint for Trey Young about to change? Is, is he now entering into the, here we go, we got, another, we got another one of those guys. And when I say one of those guys, a coach killer. Someone who's, who's, who's going to be difficult. 
Someone who's going to whine or pout when things don't go his way. It's one thing to deal with New York Knicks fans and just torch them on a basketball court. It's a completely different story and situation. When your own market, when the media has to start kind of nudging you, what's, what's going on? Can we trust this guy to be a leader? When the media, when there are reports coming out from inside the team about whether or not Trey Young is a leader, it's like the, the cat is out the bag now. You've basically released the dogs for anybody just to show up and, and say whatever the hell they want. I maybe met Trey Young two or three times. I got no problem with the guy. Met him at the basketball court, sometimes away, at private events. Except I got no problem with the guy. Nice guy. Met his father once. No problems. Very nice people. But when you start gaining this reputation, it's not, it's not easy to shake. There are plenty of people who are already critical of the man over what he does on the basketball court, how many shots he takes, where he takes the shots. You know, is he willing to play defense? Can he play defense? Is he too small? I'll tell you this, a guy who can average 30 and 10 is not too shabby of a basketball player, but how you can operate in a team construct is to be seen. I think a lot of it has to do with who the hell are you putting around him to play basketball with? That's a conversation for another day. And so Trey Young had to be drafted into the league and already be looked upon as, well, he ain't Luka Doncic. Trey Young had to go through the league early parts and just go, oh, well, he's just scoring. What else is he going to do? Then we had to not hear about his defense. Now we saw him kill the New York Knicks. You saw him go to an Eastern Conference Finals. And now we see him paired up with DeJounte Murray. And they're just, they're kind of average right now. We've seen Trey Young get paid. We've seen one coach already leave. And now we got Trey Young answering questions about, you know, whether or not he didn't play. Why didn't he play? And you got rumors coming out about what type of leader he is. It's like, get set and get ready. I don't think things are going to get easier for Trey Young. I don't think this is just going to disappear and go away because for whatever reason, people are always looking to pin something on him. I don't think this one is going any damn where. Speaking of going somewhere, this maybe isn't news that, uh, well, I guess this is the bright side of news that any Los Angeles Lakers fan would, would want to see and view. Anthony Davis, he left the game today against the Cleveland Cavaliers, except for he had the flu. Anthony Davis actually been playing out of his mind. Tonight, the Los Angeles Lakers, they lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes, LeBron James was back in Cleveland. Final score for Cleveland, 116 to 102. And Anthony Davis was sick. The only thing stopping this guy was the flu because he has been busting ass for weeks now, averaging more than 33, 34, 35 points per game. He only lasted eight minutes. LeBron James back home in Cleveland, 21 points, 17 rebounds, two of six from downtown. And the Lakers are 10 and 13, still fighting. To get back to 500. Yeah, a LeBron James went home. It didn't necessarily go in his favor tonight. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to get ready to take a break. And when we come back, 
I'm going to get to more of your calls, 855-212-4CBS. And speaking of LeBron James, you can't come home, right? He left home. He came back home. He won a championship. Aaron Judge, he might go close to home in San Francisco. Or is he going to stay in New York? Or is he going to go somewhere else? Aaron Judge is kind of just got everybody twisting in the wind. We'll talk about it here on CBS Sports Radio.